What's up, everyone? I'm Jordan Bartlett, and this is Amateur Ramblings. I decided to keep this going and do some more episodes. I still have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I figured I can't just give up. It's all about trial and error. I don't claim to be an expert on anything, but if there's one topic I know I could talk about for copious amounts of time, it would be video games. So on this episode, I'd like to dive into that a little bit, how gaming has affected my life and the world as a whole. Video games have been a huge part of my life, as they were for many kids who were born in the 90s. But they weren't always as hugely popular as they are today. Gaming has pushed into the mainstream and has become a very lucrative hobby for a lot of people. Today, it has become the most popular and profitable form of entertainment. So here's some quick facts about the gaming industry. 2.5 billion people play video games globally, and that's about 36% of the world population. In 2018, the gaming market generated somewhere around $138.7 billion in revenue. A prediction from a company called NewZoo states that in 2019, it will increase by about 9.6% to generate $152.1 billion. The average age of gamers is around 31 years old, contrary to the seemingly dying belief that video games are only for children. I say that because I do believe that it has become more socially acceptable in the recent decade for adults to enjoy video games, but that doesn't really matter to me. And I think it has become much more of a social activity despite most mainstream news outlets constantly reporting that gamers are shut-ins who do nothing else. Games can bring people together to enjoy one common interest. Mobile games hit the market and changed everything. Everyone and their mother has a smartphone now, so gaming has become more accessible to the regular person. Games like Pokemon Go blew up, drawing in massive crowds of people. I remember the summer it was released, everyone was playing it, getting outside and catching Pokemon. Even in my relatively small town, our Main Street district was packed with people seeking out Pokemon to catch. It was pretty incredible to see, and it shows that gaming can really be a socially fulfilling activity. So I'm going to go into my gaming background just a little bit, so you know where I'm coming from. My history with video games began when I was around 5 years old. The first console I ever played was a Super Nintendo, my first game being Super Mario World. To this day, that game still remains as one of my favorites of all time. I was pretty much instantly hooked and was always asking my mom about other games that I could play. I remember playing Empire Strikes Back as well and never actually being good enough to beat it at 5 years old, but the challenge was something new and exciting. And SNES games still hold up in my opinion. They aged really well. I cannot say the same for the NES. I don't really remember much more of that time, but a couple years later I was introduced to the Nintendo 64. <laughs> I had stayed home from school that day. No good reason. My mom kind of just thought it won't hurt to miss one day, you know. So the 64 was my uncle's. He was a pretty big gamer who got me into a lot of the games I play today. It was my mother and I, we booted up the 64, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time was the game. 
little did I know that that day would change my life forever, and I would be invested in the series for years to come. After messing around for a while and figuring out what the objectives were, it was very apparent that we were in love with the game and the story. We would play together, my mom doing most of the dungeons and then handing off the controller to me to fight the mid and final bosses. And that tradition pretty much stuck. From then on, we made sure that we played every future Zelda title. Maybe a year later, I got the clear purple Game Boy Color for my birthday along with Pokemon Silver. Again, instantly hooked, and that's when I fully got immersed into the world of Pokemon. Now, I did have to go back to experience the first generation and play Pokemon Red, but ever since then, I've been a huge fan of the Pokemon series. I was mostly a Nintendo kid, played a little bit of Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis here and there, I also played the PS1 a little bit, but never actually owned my own PS1 console. But, things changed when one night, my mom came to pick me up from my dad's house and said she had a surprise for me. She wouldn't tell me what it was until I got there, which you can imagine, as a kid I was going nuts, speculating on what that surprise could be. Well, my excitement finally peaked when I was shown the Sega Dreamcast. Some of my most cherished memories came from this system, and I still firmly believe that it was way ahead of its time. Playing Sonic Adventure for the first time was absolutely mind-blowing to me. So it was safe to say at this point that video games had become a passion of mine, and it wasn't stopping anytime soon. So, years go by, and gaming keeps evolving. I had a computer in my room around the age of 10, which now seems pretty crazy to me. So naturally I got into PC gaming. MMORPGs were insanely popular and they were growing all the time. I didn't play any of the big ones like World of Warcraft or RuneScape, but I stumbled upon one called Rumble Fighter when I was maybe 12 or 13. This was the first big online game I had played where I could create my own character and interact with other people all over the world. It was a fighting MMO. But not like your traditional 1v1 fighting game like, say, Street Fighter, Tekken, or Mortal Kombat. This was more of a brawler, with 8 people to a match, either fighting it out in free-for-all or team-based modes. I played that game for a long time. I made quite a few friends that I still stay in touch with today. Enter Steam, the PC gaming juggernaut. I finally had a computer that was capable of playing higher-end games. And I spent countless hours playing games like Left 4 Dead 2, Killing Floor, and various other multiplayer first-person shooters. I was somewhat of a loner throughout my time in school, so being able to communicate and enjoy my hobby with people online gave me a sense of belonging that I never really had. I was immersed in the communities, and I had friends who I could play games with almost every day. Getting older, things have changed, but those friendships are still important to me. A lot of online critics who have many negative things to say about video games don't see that side of gaming. They only bother reporting the negative, which is what generates clicks. It can help people build lasting relationships and escape from the mundane activities of everyday life. Just being involved in nerd culture as a whole can be liberating. You can get lost and explore new worlds with people you'd never meet otherwise. 
or you could experience expansive single-player stories filled with imaginative characters and complex identities. That, to me, is the beauty of video games. Be that as it may, gaming can have a dark side. A side that is constantly reported on and shoved in our faces in the digital age. Whether it be rampant racism and bigotry that is apparent in online games or violent video games being blamed for the sole cause of mass shootings. There's always going to be bad apples that spoil the experience for the rest of us, and gaming is no exception. Personally, I believe that anyone who isn't completely mentally inept knows that video games do not drive psychopathic individuals to commit horrendous crimes. It's just a scapegoat to avoid discussion of complicated and underlying issues in our society. We all know this. Violence and bloodshed has existed long before video games, long before entertainment in general. It's been ingrained in our lives since the human species began. And to further distance mass shootings from video games, I want to talk about a mass murderer who was active long before video games existed. His name was Howard Unruh. This piece of human filth massacred 13 people during a 12-minute walk through his neighborhood on September 6, 1949. All because his relationships with his neighbors were strained and his hatred festered inside over what he believed were quote-unquote derogatory marks made about my character. <laughs> What a fucking man-child. He was also a homosexual in a time in America where that was tremendously looked down upon. It still is now by some groups of people, but this was 1949. Not even a fraction of how much more acceptable it has become today. Of course, none of that excuses him from the terrible deeds he decided to carry out. My main focus here is that video games cannot be blamed for mass shootings and violence, no matter what our buffoon of a president says. There is tons of research into the subject that I would love to dive into, but that would require a whole other episode. So, that's my rambling for today. Play some video games, enjoy yourself, fuck what other people say about it. Never feel sorry for enjoying your hobbies, unless those hobbies happen to be depraved. If you find my ranting annoying, this might not be the podcast for you. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to this. I had fun doing it. Take care of yourselves. I'll see you next time.